Hello, my friends. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever you are in this world. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Accelerator podcast. This is your host, Reem, talking to you from Khubar, Saudi Arabia, the other side of the world, welcoming you to the show. If you're new to the show, thank you for tuning in. This podcast is for you to help you, to inspire you, to launch and grow your business, where I speak with influencers, top leaders in the industry, and share with you all the strategies, tips, and tricks that will help you take immediately and implement to achieve success in your life and in your business. First of all, the weather here is getting amazing. It's really amazing. Usually in Saudi Arabia, it's ex- either extremely, extremely hot or extremely cold. It's in the desert, you know what I mean? So the weather is just too harsh. And uh, these days, it's becoming so cool. The weather is like 24 Celsius and you can just go walk outside. There's no humidity. It's just beautiful. So it's the best time for you to go out, to walk your dog, to do some activities outside. This is something that I personally miss so much. So I don't know, whatever you are, I hope that the weather is good so that you can do some activities outside. I know that it's good for your body, for your soul, for your mind. And if you get the chance to do some jogging or if you're doing your morning routine, you're working out or you're walking, you're running or you're walking your dog and you got the chance to listen to this episode, thank you so much because this episode is going to be amazing. It's going to be different because my guest today, Alex S. Elliott, she's an amazing entrepreneur. I love her. I follow her for a year now because the success that she had was a true inspiration. She showed us all how to start in front of our eyes, how to start from zero to over six, seven figures in just uh, one year. So the launches that she has done were just amazing. She partnered with also top influencers in the industry. She started with the One Group Away Challenge and now she is uh, transitioning or she's moving to another adventure, let's say. And we're going to talk more about it. But most importantly, this episode is not going to be about digital marketing or groups, how to grow groups or organic marketing. It's totally different. This episode is going to be merely about her 10 rules of freedom. And I remember I read that post where she spoke about her 10 rules of freedom. And literally, it stuck in my mind. I felt that this should be taught to everyone. Because when we start in the entrepreneurship world, we all think that we are doing this and we're going to be free, financially free, our time, we're controlling our time, and we think that we have achieved the freedom. Until you realize that you hit a wall and you realize that there are so many things that makes you sink inside your business where you feel that you're trapped. This is not the freedom that I was looking for. And then you need to find like another plan to help yourself get out of this and gain control uh, over your life again. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the 10 rules of freedom, things that you are going to take immediately and implement, and you're going to see huge change in, in your life and in your business. So if you like this episode, please grab a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me at reem.kharbat, K-H-A-R-B-A-T, so that I can see it and give you a shout out or a hello. 
it will mean a lot to me that we spread the message to the world. And also, if you want to take it to the next level and you want to join me in my community of elite entrepreneurs, of high-level achievers, join me on Facebook in the Entrepreneur Accelerator Lab. It's a free community where we gather together to help and support each other. I give free trainings every week about seven-figure launch strategies that you can take immediately and implement. We also do cool meetups every week so that we can learn, build relationships, and we can support and help each other on a personal and deeper level. So without further ado, let's go ahead and listen to this amazing episode with the amazing Alex Elliott. Hope that you enjoy it. I don't know where you are in life right now or where it is you want to go, but if you are a curious soul like me, I know this about you. You are searching for greatness in life. You desire financial freedom. And you ask yourself daily how you can master success in business without wasting years of your life. On this show, we're going to interview all the leading experts and influencers in the fields of marketing, mindset, and sales to expose all the tips and tricks you need to accelerate your business and amplify your success. My name is Reem Kharbat, and this is the Entrepreneur Accelerator. Welcome back to a new episode of the Entrepreneur Accelerator podcast. This is Reem, super excited for this episode. I've been waiting for this for quite some time. I think it's been two months. And um, I'm really excited because having this podcast gave me an opportunity to be closer to very successful people, to people who I would really want to be physically surrounded with. And I never, like, I see each and every opportunity to be around those people. And one of those very few people that I've been following for uh, quite some time now, who really inspired me, someone who's so close to me. I feel that we have so much in common as well, on a personal level, on a business level as well. And I feel that what she's doing is so close to my heart And I feel that I feel so happy whenever she posts or says something because it represents me. Let me tell you guys, I'm super excited to welcome Alex S. Elliott in the Entrepreneur Accelerator. Finally, Alex, just in case, if you don't know her, she's an email copy and monetizing expert. She's the creator uh, of the email marketing agency, Profit Finder, and the upcoming Practically Passive Income course and coaching program. She's the creator of originally, this is where I knew her, from the One Group Away Challenge and the Organic Sales Machine. She has been featured on summits alongside Russell Brunson, John Lee Dumas, Mike Filsame, Jim Edwards, Perry Marshall, Elena Cardone, Alex Sharfin, Catherine Jones, and Blake Nuber, and much more. Alex helps successful but overwhelmed online entrepreneurs take back their time and their lives by helping them build practically passive income machines with backend email marketing that converts. She generated over $500,000 organically just in the past one year. She's, as she says, she is a 14-year overnight success, and I'm super honored to have you here with me. Alex, thank you so much. Super excited for you 
to be here in the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here, Reem. It's been, uh, like you said, we had some scheduling difficulties, so we've waited two months for this interview. I am very excited. We're going to make it great. This is going to be wonderful. I'm excited. Thank you. That's awesome. You know, and I feel that it's good because now you're back from your vacation. There are new yeah. plans, new things, and I feel well, that I'm ready to go. Yep. Like an insider, like a firsthand, what do you call it? Like just to know what's your scoop. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. To know what's happening with you. How was it first? How was your wife and how was the the time that you were spending? Oh my gosh, it was incredible. Because we're, I mean, we're all right. We're in COVID, the whole thing. We've been in lockdown and we actually have a unique situation. We live with my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law has um, some pretty severe lung issues and lung uh, chronic illness and things like that. So obviously she's at a pretty high risk. So we have, it was funny before we went on vacation, I said to my wife, I'm like, I think I can count on maybe between two hands, the number of times I've actually been outside of the house since March. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. So uh, we were very careful. My wife was the only one going out doing the shopping. Like it was just very intense, right? For a long time. Finally, we both said, we're like, no more. We have to go on vacation. <laughs> we have to do something. I'm going nuts. So we went on vacation for almost two weeks to the mountains, very remote in North Carolina. And it was just, it was fantastic. We saw a black bear like right by our cabin. Like it was just, it was very remote, very amazing. And uh, we're refreshed. Everybody's happy and yeah, ready to start this new venture. So it was cool. Awesome. I'm glad that you had some fun. I was watching and uh, I saw your pictures and I was like, oh my God, please. I will, I need this, especially now I'm in Saudi Arabia. It's a desert. Okay. Not, not like that. I mean, it's, there's no landscapes and stuff, the green thing. Like this is the bonsai, is like the <laughs> greenest thing that I have. <laughs> so just seeing that and being in the lockdown for a long time. Yeah, I totally understand. But Alex, again, we were talking before the show, we have so much in common as coming from this, let's say, humble background, reaching to a level where we felt that's it. And we can't take it anymore. Like uh, things are not working, things are not moving. And the last $1,000 in the bank, I want people to know the story from you. What where did Alex come from and how did you reach where you are in today? So it's a, like you said, I, the, the big joke is I'm an overnight success, 14 years in the making, meaning for 14 years, I tried and now we're now on the 15th. Thankfully we're here. But I mean, I remember I'm 45 years old. When I turned 30, I remember distinctly, it was like this click happened inside of me and maybe it was the famed quarter life crisis or whatever. You know, it was like this moment where I was like, there has to be more. There has to be more than this, than what I was doing at the time. And at the time I, I actually had my own business. I think I've always had this entrepreneurial bent. I had my own business. I was actually living in Germany at the time. And I, but I was selling bikes. It was just, I had, a, I had a bike shop. I was selling bikes online, selling, by, importing bikes from all the English speaking countries, selling them inside of Germany, doing my thing. And I just thought, there's gotta be more than this. There's got, I've gotta be able to make an impact. Like it was just, it felt so small scale for me. Yeah. It didn't feel like it could reach enough people. And so I went on this uh, very circuitous route to online success that took me through years and years of failure, years and years of trying, of failing, of thankfully 
failing forward. So whatever lessons I learned from the first adventure went into the next one. And it was like, okay, what mistakes did I make that I want to avoid? And just continually iterating. I've, I've had multiple e-com shops, uh, Shopify stores, did Amazon FBA for a while, had my own supplement line. I mean, I just did all sorts of things trying yeah. to figure out where was my home? Where was my home online? What was I meant to do? And uh, I think we can all identify with that as we iterate and, and become and try to figure out our way and learn all the things that we need to learn. So that fast forward till last year, so 2019, February, I had made a series of decisions financially with one of my businesses that turned out to be a really backfire. And I ended up owning a whole lot of inventory and was very cash poor. <laughs> so sitting on a ton of inventory, no cash. And we got to a situation where we didn't even have the money to market the inventory. It was that bad. And we'd burned through our credit, all the things. And so it was literally, we got down to our last thousand dollars in the bank all the credit cards were maxed. I had rated my 401k, which is like here in the States, it's like a retirement thing. I mean, it was gone. I had no money, none. And unfortunately at that very time, tragedy kind of strikes in multiples. And my mom got into a very severe accident and it ended up, her femur was shattered. Like all these terrible things happened. She broke her hand, all this stuff ended up requiring like 24 seven care. And I had been a nurse for a couple of years. So I got volunteered. <laughs> I was the family nurse. So we ended up having to give up that business, just take the loss, eat it, and take care of my mom full time. She didn't really have the funds to pay us. So we were, we ended up very quickly in a situation where we were not able to pay our rent, um, not able to sustain that business, and ended up having to move in with my mother just for a roof over our heads and figure out like what was our next move. And it was a terrifying time. It's a terrifying time to have to, we went from very nice apartment nice everything to like everything gone. We are living with my mom on a mattress in her spare bedroom in her office and we have nothing to our name and we have her as a responsibility 24 seven. And so it was like, how in the world do we manage this? How do we rebuild? And my wife and I just kind of one day looked at each other. She was like, I've got her. You have to have us. You've got to figure this out, make it happen. And with the very limited funds that we did have, about dollars left. I made the decision. I came across the one funnel away challenge from ClickFunnels, uh, Russell Brunson, and something in the marketing and the messaging, I, I was researching it. I was like reading blog posts from Chris Fong about it. Like I was just, I was very, it was a lot. It was one tenth of what I had. So it was a lot of money to me at the time to spend a hundred dollars on this challenge. It felt like so much money. And I was like, something about it just called to me in a way that I can't really explain. And I just decided to invest and I decided to do it. And I decided this is it. I don't have a choice. This is it. It has to work. I'll kill myself trying. Like it has to work. So, and I, I look back at that period of my life and I call that the blessing of desperation because I was profoundly desperate for that to work. And so dove right in. And I'm not kidding when I say I probably slept, I probably slept four hours a night sometimes two to three hours a night wow. for maybe six months, seven months, um, just trying to build a, an online business, build an online presence, build products to sell, build all the marketing around it, the messaging around it, build an audience as well as manage my mom, take her to therapy appointments, to doctor's appointments. She had to have multiple surgeries. Like it was just, it was a wild and crazy time. And I started my company that is now, I started that brand from that 
crappy little bedroom. And I had to make sure that the laptop camera like never panned down because I was standing right above where the mattress was on the floor and there was a cat litter box and like everything. It wasn't even a desk. I just had the laptop up on a bunch of boxes. I mean, that's where I started doing my lives from. And I just started doing everything Russell was telling me to do. And it was like, this just has to work. And I remember being adamant before that time, I'm not going to be a public figure. I, I Invasion of privacy, blah, blah, blah. Like I just, I did not want that. I did not want to be a persona. I, I didn't want yeah. to be a public person. So I had a lot of resistance. And it's funny how your resistance melts when you're hungry. It's funny how you'll do whatever it takes when you're hungry. And I had to get hungry enough to fight hard enough to make this work. So that's, that's where we were um, last year, 2019, February. And wow. here we are now. We're in 2020. Yeah, it, it's funny. You were reading the intro. Um, it needs to be updated. We've almost done. We've almost done a million in 18 months. It's started from nothing. It's just been really powerful. Yeah, I know. Yes, because I I saw your launch with Michael, and mm. uh, I think you did just six figures in just one launch. It was we like did, we did. It was like two and a half day cart open. It was six figures. Yes. It was not. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. So the thing is, this is your story is really mind blowing. It makes me think of every single thing that you said, because again, the problem here in the online market now these days that the expectation, as we were talking, the expectation is just unreal. People think that seriously, that it's just an overnight because you are in the online business. It has to be free. It has to be easy and people get just easily frustrated that they're not successful they're not putting even the effort and i try hard to explain to people that whether it's online or offline building a business is the same it's the same it's, it's the same effort investment sweat tears yeah. and you have to burn bridges just to make it work Absolutely. 100%. I mean, if you right now want to go out and get a Starbucks franchise, you'll be in the red for three to five years. You will not even break even for yeah, three yeah. five years when you consider franchising fees and all the different, just inventory, all of that. So to expect anything different just because you're in a magical little laptop box is, is, is fantasy land. And I think there's a bit of a cancer on our industry really. And that cancer is this whole idea that it's easy, make money by Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. You know, just watch a few YouTube videos and you'll be a bajillionaire, right? Like that, I think that whole like Lambro culture is slowly but surely, hopefully dying and being replaced by something a little bit more ethical and a little bit more realistic. And I think that if people take I, I always say to, to coaching clients and things like that, it's, this is not a hard game. What's hard is your expectations about it. Yeah. You think it should be done by next week. You think it should be done by next month. This may be a three month project. This may be a six month project. You may not have it done by then and that's okay. You're building that foundation so that for years it stands. And uh, I think that what ends up happening is our expectations are what handicap us in this game. Yeah. And building a business, Alex, is again, there are so many aspects to it. So for example, you need to learn marketing, you need to know your numbers, the finances, you need to know how to manage your team when you expand. Even from the beginning, you need to have team people to be with you, to support you. So maybe you had your wife supporting you all the time, but then you also added people. And that's what, what I witnessed, even the evolution of 
your uh, journey, how you added people and how you dragged yourself away, you pulled yourself away from being all the day online, running your business. And this is what I also try to tell people that you don't want to be run by your business. You want to run your business. And I want you, if you still remember the post that you wrote or you shared about uh, your freedom rules. My 10 freedom rules. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Because it is exactly like literally it's, do you call it a manifesto or something that people should just be? It's interesting. It could be. It's funny that you say this. I'm actually going to pull these rules up because I I won't remember them off the top of my head. I have them in front of me. Do you want me to read it to you? Would you? That would be, that would even be easier. (laughs) Read them to me and and let me, let's talk about them a little bit because those rules have really shaped and continue to shape what I don't do. I've had some excellent coaches through the past year and a half, and I really have to give them credit. Liz Benny and Andrew Cruzy have both really helped me build bumpers in my life, build non-negotiables in my life so Mm -hmm. that my business can function, that I can work on my business, not always in my business. Awesome. So I want to read those because seriously, guys, this, these rules are something that I've been, maybe I lost a lot of money because of such rules, because Mm -hmm. I wanted to be like when I say freedom, financial freedom, or even freedom, I'm seeking the freedom to be closer to my family, to my child, to create the memories with my husband and my child and live the life that I really want and not just be there like 24 hours, just building a business. Even if I have to lose a ton of money because of this, there should be some rules in your life that you should not compromise with. And Alex's rules, it's called the 10 freedom rules. And I want to read it for her. Maybe you can explain it to, to us a little bit. Absolutely, uh, I'll break it down. Yeah. So rule number one, you always start your day with pretty off the wall, but highly uh, specific and customized morning routine to set yeah. up your success. This is something I have to give a lot of credit to Liz Benny to. I mean, she really worked with me on building a morning routine and like the importance of a morning routine and being very dedicated to that. I mean, my business doesn't run without me. And if I'm not at optimal, you know, if I'm not performing optimally, like nothing good comes of it. Nothing good happens. If I don't sleep well the night before, if I don't meditate or journal or do my visualization or like all the different things. So I have this entire process where I go through, like I, I take, for lack of a better word, I take care of me in all the ways, spiritually, mentally, intellectually, I read, I journal, work out, like all different things. I drink it like a greens juice, just all these crazy things to get myself into optimum form. And then we start the day. That's when the day starts. You end up going to bed earlier so that you can get up early to do these things, make sure you have time to do them. And then what ends up happening, it's Parkinson's law. Parkinson's law is one of my favorite laws. It, it is work expands or contracts to fill the container you give it. So if you've got, if you've got something you need to do that day, whether you give that project eight hours or four hours, you get it done. You'll get it done. And so what needs to happen is make sure you give it a reasonable time frame without being too long. And so I tend to give myself reasonable time frames without letting them extend eternally out just until three in the morning, like I say. So I, I, I give them very tight um, containers and you get it done. You end up being able to focus. 
And all of that is because of having a, a good morning routine, which is I'm working on, by the way, I have a good night routine, but for me, <laughs> um, yeah, whatever works for me, it's gotta be more, I'm, I'm very much a morning person and it just, it sets the tone and yeah. the rest of the day I'm in a zone and I'm ready to go. Love it. Love it. Love it. Rule number two, no social media or news till evening time. You don't watch your phone when you wake up the very first, first thing first thing in the morning. Yeah. I've actually had to remove, I had to remove Twitter, my DMs, Facebook, wow. everything from my phone because I, I had trouble keeping that rule myself. I had trouble keeping that rule myself. So I had to physically, I'm, and, and this is very much public knowledge, doesn't matter. I am a recovering drug addict. So I have been clean for 23 years now, I believe, wow. 23, 24 years. And so I learned very quickly in my recovery that I couldn't always rely on my own willpower. It's not enough. And so what ends up happening is if you can architect environments of sobriety, that helps you when willpower wanes. So I began for myself to architect environments of productivity, architect oh environments of, so it's not just environments of sobriety, it's environments of productivity. It's environments of peace, right? For meditating, like going inside of a dark closet to meditate. That's architecting an environment of peace. I'm not able to be disturbed. So in, in, by architecting, when I want to write, I have to turn off Wi-Fi to, to my computer so that I cannot access the internet so that I can simply no distraction. Yeah. So really I've taken from my sobriety, this incredible lesson of architecting environments for your desired outcome. And that's been a really powerful thing for me in terms of saying to myself, you have to understand the place that social media and news take. It's, it's not going to serve me. It's not going to feed me in terms of what I'm looking to accomplish. If it doesn't feed and serve my goals, then it comes last. Period. Wow. Do you know, I think I told you that I, I wrote that in, uh, in one of the comments on that post, which mm -hmm. is you have to teach the, those 10 rules it should be turned into a program because I'm sure that there are a lot of people who truly need that. You might have a lot of ideas, thousands of ideas. You might be really a creative person, like you have it inside you, but sometimes you just, due to the distraction and due to just, it happens with me sometimes. I feel like uh, I get like easily distracted by things around me and I see two hours passed without knowing. And you're like, what just happened? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So these entrepreneurs are creative people and we are easily distractible. We're very like squirrel, we're a mess. And knowing that is half the battle, right? Yeah. Knowing that and saying, okay, that's me. I get it. Like that, I, I'm wired that way. It just is what it is. Like, welcome to the human race. And then architect for it, engineer for it. I'd like really engineer a, a situation where that is no longer, it's no longer possible to be a liability. Yeah. You've taken, that, you've taken that liability away in so much as you've architected around it and against it. Love it. And rule number three. So let's continue. I like this. I love uh, it. This is fun. <laughs> rule number three, craft all Facebook posts for your profile and groups in Google documents and not on Facebook itself, because obviously it's a distraction. It's a distraction. So for me, the game 
each day is how little time can I spend on Facebook? And you have to understand something. You have to understand the context of that game. Mm-hmm. The context of that game is I built my business on Facebook, around Facebook, leveraging Facebook. I spent 14 hours a day, seven days a week on Facebook in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that does something to a person. <laughs> you get to a point where you're like, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> so I got to this point where I was like, First, I just started outsourcing parts of the engagement and parts of things to my team. And then the content creation would still be mine. And I would end up creating it on Facebook. And what do you know, the the little notifications would come up, the messenger would go, all the things, right? And somebody needs help, this is the other. And then I find myself doing the things that I've delegated out. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, ah, I've just made a rule and decided I, I craft everything off of Facebook inside of Google Docs. I even add the emojis in the space, like everything. And then the game is how quickly can I copy it, run to Facebook or send it to my team to post it and then get out. Like it's like a sniper, just get in, get out. And maybe um, there'll come a point later in the day. Usually there does come a point later in the day where again, it's during my 15 minutes, I'll engage back and I'll comment or I'll whatever, or I'll have a, I'll have a VA. Sometimes my VA engages, it just depends what type of content it is. If it's just like a quote, or if it's just something silly, like my VA will do it. If it's like a really long content piece, like something I posted yesterday regarding moving to Spain, that's a little bit more, I'll handle that. Personally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll talk about this because especially that you were teaching with the One Group Away Challenge, like how to build a group and how to create and and to create this engagement in a group. By the way, I've been postponing creating a group for almost a year now. And today, I think yesterday or two days ago, I set up my group and I'm still thinking, I'm still thinking, wait, because I really don't want to be on Facebook my whole day. And I yeah. know it's a lot of work. And at the same time, I want the group or the community, I don't want to even call it a group, like the community to be around like people who really want to help and support each other to grow their business together. Okay. And it's, I respect your time. I want you to respect my time. I don't want to be on Facebook all the time. I want to help you because I feel that it's a disservice if I don't help you. I have a lot of knowledge, for example, to share, but I, I don't want to be uh, uh, online all the time. So you said it that uh, you give yourself 15 minutes mm-hmm. a day to engage with the important thing that, for example, the posts that, that are important, but you outsource uh, other things to other people. And this is something that I also believe that entrepreneurs, they, they need, okay, entrepreneurs, they need to understand is that building a business, even if it's online, you need to create a team and to outsource things. You don't have to be there. Just do what you do best and leave everything else for others. Uh, We'll talk about this, but let me go to rule number four, which is move all business related conversations from messenger to either Voxer, WhatsApp uh, or email as quickly as humanly possible. Yeah. I find that Messenger, because Messenger lives inside of the ecosystem of Facebook, yeah. it, it's just highly distracting. It's just, it's the nature of where it's embedded. It's embedded in a highly distracting platform. So take that conversation on WhatsApp or continue it over via email or whatever is the most appropriate channel. Some of some conversations I've got on Marco Polo, it just depends 
but my aim is to as quickly as possible, if we're going to have to continue this conversation, let's continue it elsewhere. Because the just the distracting quotient of Facebook is so high that again, as little time, the game is spend as little time on Facebook as possible. So I'm not trying to be stuck in the web of Facebook as any yeah. longer than I yeah and also rule number five it's similar or close or linked to rule number uh-huh. four which is also you access your dm via messenger in uh, messenger.com and not through facebook so it's all related to the same thing yeah and- it is it is and i'll tell you uh, we've got something in my business which is really helpful and we've tested this having a va in my inbox versus having my wife in my inbox my wife is gonna she's right here next to me so it's easier for her to ask me questions about who to respond to and how and all this different stuff. So my wife runs my inbox. If if there's something she knows how to respond to, she'll just deal with it and respond. If not, she puts it in Asana. We have a a recurring Asana task for me and she will just copy paste the message in Asana. I can respond in Asana and then she goes in and copies and pastes it or pastes it back into messenger and sends again, the goal is keep me off of Facebook. So it's very helpful to have team members protecting you from yourself and protecting you from distracting platforms. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, so number six, batch schedule group content and have a VA follow up and engage. Okay, we're talking about this. And batch create profile content and post like a sniper. Drop and run, engage only minutes. Yeah. I, w- I want to come back to something you said. You wanted to start your group, but you were afraid to have to spend all day on Facebook. I'm going to tell you, when I first started my group, that's exactly what happened. I was spending all day. And did it yield <clears throat> positive momentum? Yes, it did. Does it mean that that's the only way to grow Facebook? No. So I think that what you can be really smart about growing a Facebook group, what I would suggest, um, just anybody who, for yourself or anybody who's interested, go ahead before you ever open your doors. A few things should happen. You should obviously have all your artwork done, your group description done, your welcome post that's pinned, maybe a little welcome video. You should have some what I would call like signature content pieces inside of your unit section. And maybe your unit section, your first unit is just like, hey, welcome, so glad you're here. This is what we're all about. And you've got some kind of like content structure or something like that, where you're talking a little bit about the things that you teach. And then maybe you've got some testimonials or maybe whatever. And then there's a call to action to maybe check out one of your funnels, check out one of your offers, check out your challenge, check out your workshop, whatever it is, or book a call with you. So you've you've just got all of that filled out. Then you're going to want to make sure you've got a couple of content pieces like in the thread of your group and make sure that's filled out so that people can engage. And then go on a two week invitation spree and just invite people very selectively, curate people, Mm -hmm. almost like you curate content. You wanna curate people who would be a great fit for that community. Maybe they're a great fit for the community because they're, they'll be like a founding member. They'll be a really great contributor. Maybe they're great for that community because they're a dream customer of yours. Like you would love to work with them. Maybe they're a dream 100 of yours, right? So you're going to curate different kinds of members and in your messaging to them, you can say, hey, I'm really interested in you being a part of this community because I see you as you know, a thought leader. I would love your contribution on this around this subject, et cetera. Or, hey, you are like, you're absolutely like the kind of customer I'd love to work with, a dream guy. I think you'd be really well served by my content and community, come on in. So really just inviting people and setting the frame for them. Mm-hmm. You bring them in. It, as long as you have a VA who's doing all the welcoming, you're creating content off platform. 
it is, it's a myth that you have to post uh, every single day in your group. You do not. If you wanted to post maybe three times a week, just make sure the content is solid. It's good, helpful, solid content, right? As long as you're posting three times a week, good, helpful, solid content, your VA can go in and drop an inspirational quote or thing, welcome people, or hey, it's Trouble Tuesday, or it's Promo Friday, or whatever it is, and just give people a place to connect and support and um, all that stuff. It, I, I don't spend, truthfully, I don't spend more than 10 minutes a day in my group, and some days wow. it's zero minutes. I don't spend any time at all in my group anymore. We just have a system. There's SOPs and there's a system and it runs. And, but again, we went from 14 hours a day to sometimes no minutes a day. Sure. Like it was a process. We didn't get there overnight, but there are ways to do this to positively remove you from the equation and, or add you in as you wish, right? If you wanted to have a show once a week, every Monday at 11 AM, we do a show and blah, 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 blah. you can do that. Or you can every Thursday night interview someone different. You can do that. If it's your game, you, there's no way that you have to play it that says you've got to live in there. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Thank you. That was really valuable you're because you're welcome. Seriously, like I've been preventing myself from taking this step because I really, I really it's don't common. want to be. And it's just, it's, I'm respecting my time and I respect other people's time. And I see a lot of my friends jumping from one group to the other. And it's been, it's becoming boring. So it's, you have to be a very in a very selective, like your group, for example, is one of the very few groups that I really follow because I know that what you're sharing in there is something that I would, it, it clicks with me. It's something that I would love to, you're someone that I respect. I would love to listen to. And I feel that I'm connected with you in some way. So I feel that this is what I want to be for others, but I don't want to be like their mother. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't want to run an adult baby, you know, daycare center. That's exactly. Not, not what you want. Absolutely. But you train people how to be. And you, if you expect engagement from them, you've got to elicit that engagement. You've got sure. to ask for it. You've got to, I frequently will come across people say, they're like, I post 10 times a day in my group and nobody engages. And I said, are you asking for engagement? Are you asking them to comment? Are you inviting them to comment? Are you asking them what they think? Or are you just talking at them? If you're just talking and you're not actually asking, of course they're not engaging, right? They haven't been cued. You've got to cue them to engage. So that's a big thing. And when you do that, you end up cultivating a culture of engagement, which ends up, my groups are 85% self-engaged. And then my VAs do the rest and I do about 1% of the rest. So wow. it's- do you allow do you allow the group members to post in your group? I do. So I've tested different things. For a long time I did not allow them to post, meaning they would post, but then it would have to be screened by a moderator. Mm. And then I decided, eh, screw it, let's just see what happens. Let's let them post. And for the most part, I would say 85% of the time, that was fine. You got your occasional spam post. Once COVID hit and like People just were home and had more time on their hands. And I don't know why people lost their jobs. It got a little crazy with the spam. So we shut that off and we now um, have it such that people can post, but it's got to be, it's got to be um, approved. And I'm quite happy with it that way because we do get a lot of spam. I mean, and I've talked to many group owners that the spam has just gotten out of control. I think as look, let's be honest, we're in a situation where millions of people have lost their job. Sure. Millions of people are desperate to make money. And so in that desperation, sometimes they're making decisions that they may not otherwise would have made in terms of their promotions. And so they end up spamming groups and 
you know, yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah. Alex, let's just continue the last three. And rock and roll, sister, rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Rule number eight, batch draft daily emails once a week and schedule. Yeah. So this goes back to, like, I, I just am a big believer in batch drafting content, meaning I might take an entire Sunday and write all of my emails for the week, all of my posts for the week, just get all of my content creation done. Because then what happens? I only have to be clever once. I don't have to be clever every day, right? Yeah. What if I wake up and I'm on a Wednesday and I'm just not feeling it, right? I'm just like, I just don't feel clever. I've got nothing to say, but if I can make myself a cup of coffee on a Sunday morning and go, okay, I've got three hours and I'm going to get all my content done for the week done. Sweet. Easy. Like that. That's something I can vibe with. I put on my binaural beats. I got my cup of coffee. I got my headphones on. I'm in, I'm just doing it. I'm banging it out. And before you know it, I don't even know that the three hours have gone by and I'm done. I'm like, Ooh, that was amazing. So that's an easier ask for me just in how I work than, um, God, I have to come up with something every single day. Like, like it's just, it's only having to be clever once. So I find that batch creation of content has always been a great approach for me. I'm not sure that everybody works that way, but I've found that that's been very valuable for me. Awesome. Okay. Rule number nine, selectively ignore. Yeah. This is a really controversial one. Selective ignorance. It's a, it's something I learned from, there's a couple of people I learned it from Ryan Holiday from Greg McEwen in a book he wrote called Exist called Essentialism, not Existential, it's Essentialism. Great book. Oh my God. If you guys haven't read Essentialism by Greg McEwen, it's Greg and then M-C-K-W-E-O-N, I believe, McEwen. I might be spelling that oh, wrong, but it's oh, called okay. Essentialism. Essential. It's basically the premise of the book is there are only a very small number of things that are actually vital, that are actually essential. Everything else is urgent, but not important. And so the game is to figure out what is vital and give that all of your attention. Everything else, whatever attention remains can be spread out everything else, but most everything can be ignored. Mm -hmm. That's really, and particularly now in modern life, we are bombarded by the urgent, but unimportant. And what, what that ends up, what ends up happening is it's somebody else's agenda is what you're being every notification ding that you get on Facebook, every email you get, every communication, Slack message, et cetera. It's nine times out of 10, somebody else's agenda. It's not actually serving your goals. And we end up basically being dancing monkeys for other people all day long and not, sorry, you got the cat. Um, this is what happens when you work from home. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> you to actually do any work that is of and that is of meaning and that it serves your goals and serves your tribe and serves your people you have got to practice the art of selectively ignoring meaning if someone sends me an email and it is not an email i have invited in any way it is not an email that is giving me the opportunity to serve my stated goals yeah then i am under no obligation to respond same with DMs, same with uh, comments, same with any type of pull on your attention or time or whatever. Because, you know, what I, what I, and I did not practice this in the beginning of my business. And when it, what ended up suffering was my relationships, my health, my time, my well being. I'd be staying up late responding to DMs to complete strangers who were asking for help when, you know, I had promised my wife that I was going to, uh, have movie night 
And I totally flaked on her. That's not okay. So you have to get clear about what your priorities and goals are and then um, protect those at all costs. And so that's selectively ignoring. And it's controversial because a lot of people are like, who do you think you are? And And that's not what it's about. It's not about, I'm not anybody. I'm not, it has nothing to do with it. It has to do with protecting one's goals at all costs. Love it. This is really important. I I really love how you put it in that context and it's really inspiring. I'm really happy because most of your interviews are about growing the group and this is fun i like this this is fun but because this it's one this one awesome. for me is it's very important we can talk about growing groups later on yes. but, but this one is really this is amazing because again i feel that this is like the fundamentals of building a true freedom or having true freedom in your life and in your business yeah. and how to build and especially you said it from someone who like failed during 14 years or I don't want to say failed but learned during the past 14 years how to become successful that was through uh, a lot of work learning a lot and figuring out what is best and what does work for you and uh, this would help others also accelerate their success because that's why the theme of the show is the entrepreneur accelerator I'm trying to find strategies shortcut the the yeah shortcut the learning curve i don't believe too much in shortcuts because this will make people think that things are always should be easy and just give me the shortcut i don't want to spend too much time figuring things but you need to put effort you need to learn but at the same time if there is something that we can help you with some strategies some tricks that worked out for some successful entrepreneurs and we can share it with them help you make smart decisions yeah yeah absolutely number 10 rule number 10 guys mornings are for money later tasks mornings are for money later tasks exactly one of my email copywriting mentors that i love and have learned a ton from his name is ian stanley and he's got what's called the morning the money morning triangle and uh, i'm drawing this triangle out for you guys the money morning triangle basically is this on you want to be spending and i'm going to get the percentages wrong um, but that's okay so you want to be spending there's three types of money there's money now there's maintenance money and there's money later maintenance money we'll start with the middle maintenance money is you've already been paid this money for some kind of project that you're completing now Mm. so it's a deliverable let's say you have clients they've paid you a monthly retainer and you're writing emails for them for example that's what i'm doing now Mm. so i've got some clients on retainer we're writing daily emails that's maintenance money right i've got to do those tasks that's got to happen but it's not the first thing i do Mm. then there's money now tasks money now tasks are any task that i'm going to do that's going to make me money today or for the next inside of the next 30 days Mm-hmm. So any task that I, maybe that's taking sales calls because I can close that and I get money mm-hmm. now. So there's maintenance money I'm being paid for things I'm doing right now. Then there's money now, which is anything in the next zero to 30 days. And then there's money later tasks, any task that I'm doing. And traditionally for me, it's building out a course, building out a funnel, mm-hmm. building out some email sequences for my business, etc. It's building the machine. Those are money later tasks. Money later tasks are any task that's going to bring me money starting 30 days from now up until 90 days a year from now, whatever it is. So those are my empire building tasks. 
mornings are for empire building. So the first, once I've done my morning routine, that first hour is what am I doing to build my own business? What am I doing to build the machine, to build the assets that are going to generate money for me in an ongoing way for a very long time? After I've focused on my money later tasks, then I go into my money now tasks. I want to make sure I'm the pipelines filling up and things are happening. And maybe it's taking sales calls. Maybe it's traffic generation for um, a funnel. Maybe it's doing a, a podcast interview because I know that's going to bring me traffic. That's a money. That's a money now task. If that podcast interview is going to happen in the next 30 days. And then, and only then I would move into my money management or my maintenance money tasks, which is whatever I need to do to fulfill an obligations for which I have been paid. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's, you, that's how you prioritize. Love it. So you didn't yeah, like, it's like you leave the creativity or the money later, which is in the morning because it needs more creativity from you. It requires more creativity. It's building. I mean, money later tasks are absolutely building tasks. And then your money now tasks are frequently promotion, marketing, sales tax tasks, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're pulling in that money for the very near future. And then your maintenance money task is just doing the thing you've been hired to do, right? Whether it's coaching, whether it's fulfilling on client work, emails, design, copywriting, whatever the thing is. Love it. Alex, that was like, I really did not expect it to go this way, but this is amazing. (laughs) I feel that we can get a lot of things to help and teach people like with just only those 10 rules. I already have a lot of things that I should do myself. And I want to ask about your future projects. So now be you used to have, or your group was just about growing organic marketing and growing groups organically. And now you're moving into a new venture, a new thing, which is I'm super excited for because thank you. That, now this is where we can work together. So this is fun. Yeah. A little bit about it. Sure. We are moving into a phase in our business where we're going to be focusing and we're, we've already started working with clients on this really focusing on email copywriting and because I'm just deeply in love with copywriting. I love copywriting like more than is normal, I think, but I I love copywriting. I really love email copywriting and I'll tell you why. It's a sales letter in three to 500 words. It's really tight. It's really intense and you have to hit all the right notes, but you have to do it succinctly and you have to do it in a sustained way. It's this sustained relationship. It's this incredible medium. And when I think about the people, the gurus that I follow, when their name shows up in my inbox, I mean, I cannot open the email fast enough, right? It's funny because you, you study email copywriting and it's all about the subject line and getting them to open. But what about if we made the subject lines completely irrelevant? What if they just saw your name and they were excited to open the email yeah. and it could say goo goo gaga in the subject line? It doesn't even matter. That's the kind of game I want to play with email marketing. I want to really help people attain this deep relational status with their tribes and their audiences and their list and learn how to leverage email marketing as the incredible storytelling medium that it is, the incredible sales medium that it is, just the relationship building medium that it is. So I'm excited. We're working with a handful of clients right now doing uh, daily emails for them, writing out, building out their automated sales machine, right? Mm. You know, email allows you to have this incredible automated sales machine on the back end. And it, it fascinates me. Everybody focuses on front end 
lead acquisition, lead acquisition. Nobody's focusing on maximizing, you know, lifetime value of those leads. And that's what we're doing. We're focusing on that lifetime value maximization. I don't want businesses just to earn a dollar a month per subscriber on their list. I want them earning $20 a month per subscriber per list. And there's ways to do that. There's ways to, you know, leverage personalization and and segmentation and all kinds of different fun uh, levers that you can pull basically to really maximize profit on the back end from your list while you build a profound relationship with them and build fans for life. So that's what we're doing. And it's super exciting. And Alex, is it going to be like, uh, are you going to help just, for example, is it an agency you're going to help one-on-one or you're going to uh, teach so, people how to do it? A little bit of everything. So right now we are doing agency work. Part of the reason is we wanted to get our hands dirty. We wanted to work with clients one-on-one. We wanted to really understand what are their needs, yeah, what yeah. are their frustrations. I needed to understand my, my market and my customer. So we're getting really deep with a, a couple of clients. You probably know some of their names and this is fantastic because they're helping us build you know, what we're going to be building later, right? They are the guinea pigs for our methodology. And they're the guinea pigs for the ways in which we're going to be teaching later. But we have, I just sketched out an, an entire schedule of workshops. We're going to be doing a whole bunch of live workshops. Mm-hmm. Teaching people how, literally, hey, come and write your welcome sequence with us in an afternoon. And we're going to do a live workshop where we give you one of our templates and we're going to walk through filling it out. So by the time you leave our workshop, you'll have your welcome sequence done. And similar things like that, an indoctrination sequence, a re-engagement sequence, a card abandon sequence. So I want to do a whole bunch of live workshops because I think that A, I just love teaching. B, I really love that, that live engagement. C, I want people to feel empowered. I want them to walk away with an asset that's going to work on their behalf 24-7, 365. And they're, they're going to walk away and they're going to be like, I got something done. This wasn't just another rah-rah webinar. This was an actual, like I got something done in my business. I built an asset. So we're going to have a whole ton of asset building workshops for people who want to set up their emails. We are going to be doing a, a big signature course for email marketing, teaching people to create calling a practically passive income business. And that's a business where literally you are primarily focused on let's say three things. Number one, the traffic part of the business, pulling in the traffic, building your list, mm-hmm. then nurturing that list, selling to that list, rinse and repeat. And we'll just teach you how to create that business. And that's really a lifestyle business. I mean, that's, that's give yourself two hours a day. Once you've got the machine set up, it'll take you two hours a day and you'll be able to live a very nice life. I'm super excited. I'm super excited for this. And I'm waiting for you, honestly. Uh, <laughs> We're working on it. We're working on it. Right now, we're in that we're in the client phase. Tell me in. Get your name. Get my name right now, immediately. <laughs> you got it, girl. You got it. Because I'm telling you, you are one of the people, the very few people who I read. Literally, I read your emails, every single email. I enjoy wow, reading that's them. Powerful. That means, so this that means is, a lot. No, seriously. So I, I feel like, yeah, I need to learn that. I need really to learn that. And even if I'm not going to maybe use it myself, because again, I'm trying so hard. Right just focus on what I know best and just delegate other things. And, and, but I feel that I still need to learn the art of communicating with other people, especially that English is not my first language and copywriting is also in general is just important because maybe it's not just about writing a post or an email. Like it makes you even think there's some sort of psychology in it. There's a ton of psychology, a ton of psychology in it. And honestly, 
good copywriters are great salespeople. Yes. Because they have a structure for presenting the information in a way that hypnotizes their prospects towards a sale. So uh, very powerful stuff. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for this amazing episode. It's honestly, it's one of my favorite and I can't thank you enough for uh, being here, especially that you just came back from your vacation and I, I think you needed some time from the vacation. So that happens. <laughs> And thank you so much, Alex, and uh, you guys, for you, if you want to know more uh, about all the updates of Alex and what she's doing, go to her group, which is now, it's called Profit Finders. Profit Finders. You can literally just look it up, Profit Finders. You'll probably find it with my big smiley face on there. And uh, yeah, come join us. We're a group with, we've got everybody from complete beginners to eight-figure marketers and everything in between. And um, it's probably... I like to boast it's one of the most supportive groups on the internet. Everybody is so kind and caring and loving and knowledgeable and willing to share of themselves uh, and be supportive. And then very shortly, as we get, I was telling Reem off the air, um, we're, we're redoing all of our websites, redoing all the funnels, like everything, memberships, everything's being redone. So once all of that is, is online, you'll be seeing a lot from us uh, in terms of copywriting, email marketing, email deliverability, all things, automated sales machines on the back end. So that's what we'll be doing. Love it. Alex S. Elliot, thank you so much. All the love from uh, Saudi Arabia to whatever you are, to you yes. and to your beautiful wife. Thank you so much for being thank on my so. show. I, it was an honor. Thank you. I'll speak to you very soon. You will. Thank you. Appreciate thanks for listening. If you've liked this episode and you want to go a lot deeper and you want to learn more about my philosophies and methodologies and tactics on leadership, business, finance, and mindset, everything that I learned and implemented to hit the seven figure while building the business around your life and family. If you want to create an impact and be a high achiever, then I really encourage you to check out my program, the Business Accelerator Lab. It's transforming lives because it's an implementation lab. It's the information there is really, really powerful and very tactical. You know, people have asked me before, Reem, how did you manage to get all that done in just a few years with no following, no external funding? And they asked, can you mentor us? They understand that all great athletes have a coach because a coach holds them accountable. Even superstars have a mentor because a mentor pushes them and challenges them and is honest with them and teaches them. And so if you believe that you are maybe stuck in your life or maybe you're successful but you want to significantly get to the next level, if that's of an interest to you and you don't want to waste years of your life trying to figure it out, then I'd love to tell you about the Business Accelerator Lab. It's my mentoring program where you're gonna absolutely love it. We'll talk all mindset, business, marketing, productivity, simply how to run your business and not let your business run you. It's exactly what I've done and how I managed to build three businesses all the way from Saudi Arabia while being a mom. The final thing that I'll leave you with is this. If this episode of the Entrepreneur Accelerator has been valuable to you, I would love it if you would share it with three of your friends in the next 24 hours so we can get the message out. I want to thank you for being here with me in this episode and I wish that you all received great value from it. 
If you'd like to know more about me and what I do, let's connect on Facebook or maybe you can book a power session with me at reemkharbat.com. That is R-E-E-M-K-H-A-R-B-A-T.com. One more time, thank you so much and I'll see you next time. Take care.